What's up, guys? What's up? Uh, this is live number 105, uh, post-Thanksgiving. Just uh, checking in with the Slam fam and whoever's uh, able to join a live. We got Torn in the room already. What's up, Big Torn? What's going on, man? Hey, bro, how was your uh, Thanksgiving, man? I hope it was um, it was decent. You enjoyed yourself. Um, if you did celebrate, what did you do, man? All right, who else we got here? We got generic, <laughs> generic Villa fans. Salute, salute, my friend. What's up? <clears throat> hey, if you celebrated Thanksgiving yesterday, I hope you had a great Thanksgiving yourself. And I uh, would love to hear, um, what did you guys do? <clears throat> generic says, you eat much food. Yeah, man, I actually did. Uh, it's funny, um... I didn't have turkey yesterday. Um, we basically went to um, basically like my in-laws' house, and um, it was a good time. It was a good time. I actually had chicken and uh, Brussels sprouts. Uh, what else? Um, salad. Just a just a bunch of different things. You know, Thanksgiving type food. Uh, pumpkin pie. A um, couple of drinks mixed in. <clears throat> coffee the chicken was freaking delicious i'm not a big like skin person i usually uh we got, we got berserker in the room what's up berserker um i usually like kind of i take the skin off everybody eats chicken and stuff different i'm a little bit picky i try to stick with the white meat and stuff like that but the chicken was prepared so well yesterday that like the the outside skin was kind of crispy so i freaking ate it <laughs> <clears throat> All right, what do we got? Uh, hold on one sec, guys. I'm drinking coffee. <sighs> Berserker says, hi, everyone. What's up? Got the smiley face. Torn says, I stayed home to uh, do some pork chops and wings on the grill. Ooh, bro. <clears throat> Sounds good. And didn't bother to go hang uh, with my fake family. Mm. It is what it is sometimes, bro. I feel you, man. Sometimes it's like that, Torrin. Sometimes your own family aggravates the hell out of you, and you have to kind of stay away to keep peace of mind, man. Um, sometimes your family could be even toxic, and you gotta, you know, you gotta do its best. <clears throat> Berserker says, "Where are you living, Dave?" Um, I'm in New England, bro. Um, I grew up in New York. Uh, moved to Connecticut like years ago. I lived in Florida uh, for like three years or something like that and uh, spend time in Florida as a kid, like a lot, like many, many summers. So Florida is kind of like a second home to me as well. But yeah, man, New England, New England. <laughs> right now it's like um, a little bit rainy outside. It's like overcast and it's me and my girlfriend and the dog. We're just chilling out today. We may step out later, but, <clears throat> you know, with all the madness of the shopping, like Black Friday and stuff like that can't stand it bro i cannot stand it i um there's really nothing i need that bad to like face those crowds <laughs> like you can, you can keep all that crap <clears throat> all right what do we got here um oh berserker says i'm not sure uh i'm not sure i know that uh torrent says kobe coming to me at a good point um what cause i saw clips of his interview bro like little segments and uh, what what were like some of the points um, that he made up, Torn? Torn says, "Slam, you lived in the South at one point." Oh yeah, bro, for sure. Like I've been to Georgia, uh, lived in Florida for a hot minute. <clears throat> I'm very familiar with sweet tea, um, all the slang down south, the the vibe, the energy. Um, I love I love down south. I love the hospitality, the vibe, the food. You know, I'm I'm pretty much like a New Yorker at heart, but you know, um, I do like aspects of down south as well. I'm not gonna lie, I feel very at home down there. Like I I know all the chains down there, like Crystals, uh, Mister Bojangles. Uh, what else is down there? They got like this burger place. I forgot. It's not Crystals. Crystals is kind of like a White Castle, but it's got like a colorful W. It's not like, uh, it's not Whataburger. I think that was from like a movie, but Wonder Burger? I forgot. But it's like a 70s retro look. 
they had this cool spot down there too. It was like um seafood, but like a fast food setup. Um, I think it was called like Captain Scott's or something like that. Pretty good. Torrance says Kobe said that the UFC needs to stop setting up their hype train so much. Mm. <coughs> Interesting. So he's just flat out saying that Hamzat uh Oh, Torrance says it's hella Waffle House in the South. Yeah, dude, I've been to Waffle House. Yep, you're very familiar. I got actually got a funny story. I got one of the few times I've ever gotten food poisoning was after eating at a Waffle House, bro. I don't know what the hell happened, but uh, I had some eggs from there. And I don't know if they were like undercooked or what the hell happened. But I got like super sick for like two weeks. Straight up food poisoning. Uh, let me see. I'm going to go back to the Kobe comments. So, uh, Natero says, I'm at, oh, what's up, Natero? I'm in work break. Suck. I only got a few minutes. Ah, oh, man, bro. That sucks, dude. But thanks for popping in and say hi, Natero. Um, have a good shift, bro. And, uh, I, I leave these lives up now for a little bit. So, you know, if you want to come back to it, if you're bored, <clears throat> we're just going to BS about MMA and stuff like that. And, you know, Thanksgiving shenanigans. I uh, hope everybody had a great Thanksgiving once again. If you celebrate, I know everybody, you know, every family is not the same. <coughs> Different countries and whatnot. Uh, oh, going back to Kobe and um, Hamza. So that's kind of funny. Like, you know, Kobe's Kobe. Kobe's a character. He's going to stir the pot. He's going to, you know, make controversial comments. And um, I'm sure he respects Hamza as a fighter, but, you know... You know, he's going to talk his trash about Hamzat. Um, it's funny. I mean, I did read he's down to fight him, which is pretty, pretty commendable by Kobe because I feel like, I feel like people are ducking, um, Hamzat. I really do, man. Um, they, you know, people are making the excuse that he's not like ranked, but there's so much like hype around him and he's viewed as like a really good fighter already like a beast. So I feel like if you beat him, even if he's not ranked like that, it's still going to look good on your resume and it's still going to look good, like in the eyes of the fans and stuff like that. <clears throat> but, uh, you know, props to Kobe, props to Kobe for saying, yeah, I'll fight him. I will, I would love to see that fight. That would be amazing. I guess, um, Gilbert Burns is out. Uh, Craig, what's up, Craig? Does Kobe have any chance against Hamza? Ooh, we're going to get into that. Torrance says, let's be real. Hamza ain't ready for Kobe Covington. <coughs> well, I got to say, um, logically speaking, um, what Torrance said is probably valid. You know, if you're looking at it with logical thinking and not like your gut feelings and no emotion around it. Like you got to say, yeah, Hamza got to work his way up. He he hasn't even fought, I think like a top 10. I'm not sure if, um, Lee Jinglian was a top 10 or I'm not sure. I'm not sure. But then is the other side of that where Hamza Chimev, like, I feel like he's a beast. I feel like he's a beast. He matches up very well with Kobe Covington. And if he's everything, that we think he is like, like skill wise, like as good as he does look overall, that's a great fight, man. That's a great freaking fight. Um, they match up really well. They match up well. Hamza got that deep wrestling background, so many accolades. Um, I feel like Hamza's the better wrestler to, to be honest with you. <clears throat> like tech, technically, um, level wise. I think Colby's like a Division One NCAA Division One, which is nothing to scoff at. But uh, it's a great fight. The one thing, I mean, like you haven't seen Hamza dragged into deep water, so you kind of have to give the cardio and conditioning to Colby from what we've seen in Colby's career. That's like, you know, it's logical thinking to think that. So you have to kind of give the cardio conditioning to Colby, even though I think I think Hamza will be fine. That's kind of just like opinion, you know, and like gut feeling on that. Because he does look like a very well-conditioned athlete that trains hard. But cardio and conditioning, you got to give to Kobe. Power, I mean, what we've seen from Hamzat, he's like one punch and knocking people out. So, you know, maybe maybe Hamzat Chimaev in the power department. Wrestling, I'm going to give it to Hamzat. Like, 
not by like a tremendous margin, but um, I do think he's the better wrestler. It would be a great fight. It would be a great freaking fight. <clears throat> Montreal, what's up, Montreal? He's not ready for Covington. People get so easily impressed by certain fighters. I I, I totally understand that opinion. I I I agree with you. I totally get that opinion. You know that that's. That's proper thinking. I mean, you guys are thinking logically. It's so true. You know, he hasn't fought a top 10 guy yet. I mean, he looks freaking amazing. You know, he's, he's, um, I think out of like all his fights, he stopped each opponent. So, I mean, that, that's pretty impressive regardless, you know. <clears throat> uh, Torin got a different opinion. He says that Colby is a way better wrestler than Hamzat. And Torin says, I give the striking advantage to Hamzat. Yeah, I like Hamzat striking. His boxing looks pretty good. If you guys like YouTube and go check out his older fights, he looks crisp. He looks very comfortable. That's why I do agree. You know, there was like these comparisons with uh Kobe Cov- I mean um not Kobe, um Hamza and Habib. And um, you know, people have this sentiment that Hamza's a, a better version of Habib, more dangerous, and I, I agree with that. You know, because I think Hamza got better striking, and I think his wrestling is equal, if not better. <coughs> He's definitely a more aggressive version of Habib, to me, anyway. Generic says, um, who wins, Prime Lawler versus Prime Masvidal? Ooh, man, Prime Lawler was a beast. Um, Kind of similar styles in a way, like, I think, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> I think um, Masvidal got, like, more like trickier technical striking. The power has to go to Lawler, but I think the the stand up is like pretty evenly matched. Like they match up really, really well. And then in the grappling and the wrestling, might have to give the wrestling to Lawler. Um, even though I don't really think uh Masvidal is a slouch in the wrestling department. He's gotten so much better over the years, and he trains a lot of defensive wrestling. And, um, I mean, uh, power and strength goes to Robbie Lawler. Um, I mean, prime versus prime. Mm, I might, I mean, man, I might have to go with Lawler, to be honest with you. Um, like 55, 45 Lawler. I think a great freaking fight prime versus prime. I, I might have to go with Robbie. You sip my coffee right quick. Craig says, uh, Hamza striking is extremely lethal. It looks, it looks good. <laughs> his, his hands look pretty phenomenal. I seen him sparring with, um, <clears throat> uh, Gustafson. There's clips up there right now. And, uh, man, he, he more than holds his own. And I know it, like it's sparring, you know, you can't get like a super gauge from that, but it's something to go by. And, um, he looks good. He looks pretty good. He's throwing kicks. He looks very comfortable. Um, like there's like a fluidity to his striking. Torrance says, who wins at 55? Gaethje or Masvidal? <coughs> mm. Uh, man, 55. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, Jorge used to fight at 55. Uh, let me see. Mm, great fight. Great fight, great fight. Damn, it, it, I hate to pick against Jorge again because I really like Jorge a lot. Uh, really close fight. Damn, I'm going to have to say probably Justin Gaethje, 55-45. But I, th- I think Masvidal's legit, though. Edno, what's up, Edno? You hear about Hooker going down to 45. Yeah, man, I posted about it in the community section. <clears throat> And I don't really like it. And, and, and there's like different opinions on it, um, on the channel. Like some of you guys like think it's a good move because he fought at Featherweight before, but damn, what, what's Hooker? Like 5'11 or six feet, right? I don't, and he's getting older and he's not like a necessarily small guy, man. Like I seen him, um, not cutting weight and like a lot more filled out. He's a big dude. He's a big dude, man. He looks bigger than Izzy, you know? So. I don't think going down is the right move. I really don't. I think if anything, he should try to go to 170. 
you know, and a lot of you guys had great points. You were talking about some of the um, 170-pounders that are, like, grappling-based, wrestling-based. Like, that is true. But, you know, you never know. Maybe maybe at 55, Hooker is, like, more drained, so he's going to be weaker, not as explosive. Um, so maybe to move up to 170, he's going to be more, like, have more energy, have more explosion, more strength, have, like, a healthy you know, full body, which is going to help him fend off the, the, you know, the shots more, the wrestling. You never know. You really, you, you, you know, um, definitely having a more hydrated, uh, healthy body is going to help you in your performance period, you know? And sometimes in grappling, like you lose these grappling battles because you're freaking exhausted and you're drained. It's not because the skill is not there. Even though, like, with, with uh, Islam Makachev, I don't think it would have helped him either way. Like, Islam's just a bad matchup for him. But I want to see Hooker go up and see what he could do. Oh, Torrance says Hooker's six feet tall. Yeah, he's tall, man. Um, Hooker should just stay at 55. He would get beat at Bally at 170. Yeah, a lot of people do believe that. Um, Generic says Masvidal will be drained at 55. Yeah, I think he's too big at this point, definitely. Craig says... Um, previous comment there's a video of him destroying a punching bag is scary oh hamzat i gotta check it out torrent says prime sam stout versus prime tony uh i mean for me tony for me tony even though sam stout was uh he kind of was a beast in the stand-up that dude had pretty good kickboxing he had an iron chin too uh, generic says after the Hamzat versus Jinglian and Hermanson fight, I'm on the high train. Yeah, man, I can't even lie. I, 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 I do believe in the guy. I think he's the real deal. I, I really do. I think he's just going to keep making waves and I think he's potential champ material. Um, Hamzat's a beast. Torrance says Max Holloway versus Dan Hooker would be good. <clears throat> oh, that would be, that'd be pretty damn good. <laughs> that would be pretty damn good. Craig says, uh, are we going to see Hamza versus Usman title fight before Usman retires, guys? Anyone know for sure? Mm, I mean, it's tough to say. Like, me personally, like, I'm a little 50-50 on that. I think it's very possible that Usman retires before that fight happens. But you never know. I mean, Hamzat has a has a crap load of uh, hype behind him right now. All it takes is like another big win or two, and he's going to be right there in the title shot. You know, I tell you what, if he fights Colby and he crushes Colby Covington, even if he beats him, just if he beats him, I think he's going to get the title shot. <clears throat> uh, we got Blue in the room. What's up, Blue? Torrance says, Kobe Covington versus Hamza will be uh, a good co-mean to a pay-per-view. Yeah, that would be pretty fire, man. That would be pretty good. Blue says, I think Hamza Chimea versus Gilbert Burns first after Kobe Covington, step-by-step. Step. <clears throat> yeah, that was disappointing to me when um, basically Gilbert Burns, if I'm not mistaken, don't quote me on this, but... Gilbert Burns uh, declined to fight. <clears throat> I think his reasoning was, um, you know, Hamzat's not ranked high enough. I think that's the reasoning behind it. Which, I mean, he, you know, he, got, he has an opinion. I mean, he has a valid opinion. You know, there's an angle to what he's saying that's, you know, is valid. But at the same time... You know, like I said, Hamza got so much hype around him and he's respected and viewed as such a beast that, you know, if you beat him, I think it's going to, even though he's not ranked like that, I do think that your stock is going to go up, especially if you crush Hamza and Gilbert would be right there in line, you know, for another title shot. But I wanted to see it because I felt like it would have been a great test for Hamza Chimaev and um, we get to see where he's really at against like an elite fighter. Generic says, um, favorite MMA moment of all time. <clears throat> wow, man, there's so many. Um, I could talk about so many, like between fights and moments. Uh, let me see, just winging them. 
um, when Rampage slammed Ricardo Arona, when Arona had that triangle on locked on, and Rampage just like ripped him up and power bombed him. That was insane. Um, when Fader got suplexed by Kevin Randleman, and then Fader comes back and still, I think he armbarred him or he got a Kimura. I forgot. I think it was an armbar. <clears throat> that was freaking insane. What's another crazy MMA moment? I mean, there was some shocking ones, but I'm trying to think of the ones that were my favorite. Okay, I'm not going to lie. If I ever meet Michael Bisbing or interview Bisbing or work with him or some craziness in some alternate fantasy reality, I just have to say, Bisbing, I love you, bro. <laughs> like, you're freaking awesome. But at the time, I didn't like you. And I have to be completely honest. When Dan Henderson knocked Michael Bisbing out, I was I was freaking... I was stoked. I'm not going to lie. I did not like Bisbing at all at that time. But for the record, I love Bisbing right now. Michael Bisbing's my guy. Like, I freaking love that dude. Um, such a legend. But that was like a big moment for me. I was like, all right. <coughs> I'm trying to think of some other ones. Um, I mean, there's some fights that were just like amazing. Um, Hooker versus Poirier was just like badass. Uh, Yan Jacek versus Weili Zhang was just like a great fight. Um, Shogun Hua versus Dan Henderson, the first fight I believe was just fire. Fader versus Crow Cop. Uh, what else is a crazy one? So many MMA moments. Oh, when Vanderlei fought Rampage Jackson, those two times in Pride. Those are like really big moments for me. Uh, Fader versus Crow Cop. Uh, Generic says, I love when Lawler slammed Askren. Dude, that was nuts. I mean, still to this day, I still think that was a bad stoppage. But that's just me. That's just me. I don't think Robbie was out. Um, I, I, I even I put up a video and it was like in slow motion. And I showed, um, you know, Robbie Lawler like moving his arm and stuff like that. And what caused his arm to like... You know, it looked like his hand kind of tapped too. It was just kind of funny, but I broke down that whole sequence and um, I don't think he was out at all, <clears throat> but the video got taken down, which kind of bummed me out because I went through like a whole, you know, sequence, like uh, breaking that whole segment down, but that was nuts. He damn near killed freaking uh, Ben Askren. <laughs> But what about you guys? What are some of your favorite uh, MMA moments? Whether it's, um, you know, fights or like um, finishes. Uh, Craig says, does Tony have any fights left in his contract? Uh, I'm not sure how many fights he has. He does. He does. I think he, he has a couple, at minimum, like one. He definitely does. We got my man Brandon in the room. What's up, Brandon? Um, hey, what's up? Laugh a lot. I'm not used to you streaming around this time. Yeah, man, it's kind of early. Um, getting it, getting it in early. I said I was gonna try to get some lives in over this break, but um, hold on one sec, guys. Hold on one sec. Um, sorry guys, one second. I'm not sure if I have to cut this live. Maybe I won't, but somebody's smoke alarm is going off. I live like in this apartment complex. Oh, it stopped. It stopped. I wasn't sure if I had to break somebody's door down and save them, <laughs> but it stopped. So we're good. We're good. Uh, where was I? <clears throat> oh, Tony and his contracts. Yeah. I don't know, man. I don't know. I, I think, uh, I think he has like one left and then going back to Brandon, um, yeah, man, it's kind of early. Definitely. I usually stream late on my end, uh, Eastern US, New York time. And I'm usually like, pfft, I get on these lives like 10 PM, 11. <laughs> Berserker, my man. I think Hamza will take that thrown at 170, but right now he, he's high risk, low reward. Yeah. Yeah, definitely, man. That's, um, it's a valid thing. It's a valid thing. I totally get where these guys are coming from. <clears throat> But at the same time, if you believe that you're the best in the world and you could beat anybody, it's like you can't, you live up to that. You know what I mean? You take any fight. Like, what does it matter? Like, you're going to beat them anyway, you know, if you are that good. 
So, but I respect Kobe Covington for for um taking the fight. You know, he's like, yeah, let's do it. That's pretty badass. <clears throat> How's the mic coming in, guys? It's good. I'm using my quote better mic. Last last couple of streams I was on, it was like a little ringy sound. It was kind of freaking annoying me, but I think I corrected it. It should be pretty clean. Um, Edno says, Habib jumped in the cage into the crowd was crazy. That was nuts, man. That was pretty crazy. To me, that was a little bit out of character for Habib. I was kind of surprised when he did that. I just think he let his emotions get a hold of him. <clears throat> and Connor got under his skin so much. Have you guys seen how jacked Connor is now? Jesus, that dude is like, he's getting swole. He looks like he's definitely like at least 180 pounds or more. Pretty much of like muscle. Brandon says, uh, um, I heard Kobe is open to fighting Hamzat. That would be hype. Hype as fuck. Yeah, dude. We were just talking about that earlier, man. That would be such a great freaking fight. I mean, I honestly would be more hype about that one than um, Hamza versus Burns. <clears throat> Torn says, uh, I think Tony Ferguson in the octagon, if he loses his next fight, uh, or he calls for a money fight with McGregor, then right into the sunset. <clears throat> I think Tony, yeah, man, I don't, I don't know Torin. I, I love Tony, man. I feel, I feel bad for him. You know, I would love for Tony to, to come back and have like a, a crazy resurgence and go on another run. But I don't think, I don't think that's going to happen, man. I mean, you know, aging happens to everybody and, and these fighters, like when they slow down, they just slow down and that's it. You know, um, you know, you could be like, you know, 80% of what you were and that missing 20% is enough to like not ever have you reach the top again. And I think Tony's missing something. He's like, the last couple of fights, he's looked a little bit slower, his reaction time. I don't know what's going on with him, but I'm curious to see who he fights. I know Nate Diaz needs a fight and I think Nate Diaz has one more fight on his contract. So uh Tony versus Nate would be fire, dude. That would be, mm, that'd be a good one. <clears throat> Brandon says, I want to see Tony fight at 170 next. That could help him maybe uh, versus Nick Diaz next opponent. If he's still going to fight, that would be pretty good. That would be pretty good. Hold on one sec, guys. I got a hoodie on. I'm freaking dying right now. All right. I'm back. I'm back. Um, Yeah. Tony versus Nick at 170 would be fire. I think Tony used to fight at Walter Wade, and he did pretty good. He has some, like, finishes at Walter. I may be mistaken. I may be mistaken. Berserker says, uh, I want to hear your opinion, Dave, about Prime Tony versus Prime Holloway. I wanted that fight for a long time. Um, okay, so Prime Tony versus Prime Max. Let's say, like, just optimum weight for both. Um, damn, I mean, okay, so first of all, their chins are probably equal, <laughs> you know, um, they're going to have equal, like, durability, they're both savages, they could, savages, they could take so much damage, um, the pure boxing I got to give to Max, uh, power, I, I'm going to give the power to Tony, I think Tony hits freaking hard. So technical, technical ability on the feet and clean, clean, you know, clean striking. I got to give to Max power. I'm going to give to Tony durability. They're damn near, near equal ground game skill wise, like off- offensively attacking. I got to give to Tony. Um, Max is pretty good, but like overall grappling and BJJ, I got to give it to Tony. That's just me. Same thing with the wrestling. So. I mean, for me, I got to give it to Tony. I think Tony would weather the storm. I think he would bring so much on the feet to Max. He got like this really unpredictable wild style. And um, he just attacks with like so many weird unorthodox like things like spinning freaking elbows and back fists, kicks. You know, Tony, Tony's like a wild man on the feet. And um, I don't, I'm not sure if Max could put him away. You know, Max is not going to sub him. That's for sure. 
Uh, maybe Max can like stick a jab in his face and kind of like play the technical game and win a decision. But um, I'm gonna say Tony in a very close fight. <clears throat> uh, Craig says you guys heard about Sanchez. Wish him a speedy recovery. Yes, yes, man. Uh, definitely heard about Diego. I've seen um Diego in the hospital. Apparently, Diego has uh pneumonia, and he's battling um COVID. So, you know, thoughts and prayers to uh, Diego Sanchez, you know, a, a legend of the sport. <clears throat> this thing doesn't hit everybody the same. You know what I mean? Some people, most people get over it and they're fine. Um, some people have no symptoms at all, but some people like it hits them really hard. And apparently Diego, Diego Sanchez is going through it pretty bad right now. So, you know, I hope, I hope Diego pulls, pulls through just fine. And I hope he doesn't have any, um, lasting, you know, repercussions. So. All right. Let me see. Let me get to some of the comments while I'm figuring this out. Uh, Torrance says, don't we got a card tomorrow? Jose versus Rob Font. What, dude? We got Jose versus Rob Font tomorrow. Are you kidding me, dude? Seriously? That one totally skipped by me. Wow. That's freaking awesome. That one just kind of crept up on me. Uh, Rob Font versus uh, Aldo. That's a great fight. <clears throat> um, Tony says, I've always wanted to see Jose Aldo at 55. Yeah, I think he actually would be pretty good at 55. I don't think he would be uh, too undersized at all. Because Jose, he's a muscular dude, man. I think he would be just fine at um at 55. Still trying to figure out this window capture. Uh, damn it, man. This is so annoying. <clears throat> all right, let me see more comments. Blue says, if this match happened, who do you think will win? Colby... Covington or Hamzat? Uh, man. Kobe versus Hamzat. Damn, it's such a good fight to me, Blue. Um, I mean, Col I mean, Kobe to me is like definitely more proven at this point as far as like what we've seen in fights, you know, but I think Hamzat's the real deal. And, um, Damn. I mean, if Hamza's everything that, that we think he is, if he, if the hype is real, you guys are going to think I'm crazy, but I actually got Hamza. I actually got Hamza winning that fight against Kobe Covington. If he is the real deal. I just think it's a, they match up very well. I think Hamza brings a lot of issues for uh, Kobe. Brandon says, oh, dude, I didn't hear that about Diego. I hope he recovers soon. Yeah, man. Um, <clears throat> he's jacked up. COVID jacked him up. He's he's uh, He's got freaking pneumonia. If you go to his Instagram right now, um, which, I, which I'll pull up if I can, he uh, he's in a hospital right now. He's in a hospital. Um, he's got a pneumonia. <clears throat> Which sucks. Uh, Edno says no next Saturday. Okay, okay. So Fon versus Aldo's next Saturday. Got it, got it. Brandon's throwing a fantasy fight out there. Prime Carlos Conner versus Masvidal. Oh man, that's a that's a freaking amazing fight. Um, damn, I keep picking against Jorge. I'm at to say Prime Condit in a in a freaking war. Prime Condit in a war. Prime Condit was good, man. He <clears throat> Prime Condit super well rounded, great ground game. Um, you know, dangerous stand up. He's got he's got power standing, uh, technical. Uh, Prime Condit got a great chin. You know, he's just he was a good fighter, man. Definitely. I'm still trying to bring up this search window. I think I have to have this set up before I get on.
because this is such a freaking pain in the butt to uh to set up on a live. Anyway, I had it working too, and I messed it up. Moving off on that, that's okay. <clears throat> All right, back to the comments. Uh, we got I am the belt. What's up, belt? Torrance says, I wouldn't mind seeing Colby Covington at 55. He dominated everyone in that division. Can you imagine Colby versus Charles Dubronx? That would be pretty fire, bro. Colby could possibly make 155, but I think he'll be drained. I don't necessarily find him a big welterweight. I mean, he's got big legs. He's a, he's he's more like lower body than upper body. He got like a small waist and, you know, um, not a bulky upper body. He's kind of like, you know, and in like athletic slender type build. That's kind of like his build. Um, so yeah, he could, he could make 155. I, I don't know if it'd be good for him, but Montrell says, uh, since people seem to think so highly of Hamza, how well would he do against John Jones and both their natural, if both were naturally in the same weight class? Uh, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I think if we're talking like an MMA fight, uh, Man, I, I can't, I honestly can't sit here and say that, um, Hamza will beat Jones in an MMA fight. We just have to, you know, we gotta see, we gotta see more. We gotta see more Hamza. I can't make, I definitely can't make a claim like that, you know, an opinion like that. But if we're talking a straight wrestling match, Hamza, I feel like Hamza all day. Brandon says, uh, part of me is hoping Charles beats Dustin because he gets disrespected too much, even by other fighters like Justin. Yeah, I still think um, Charles Dubronx is like a little bit underestimated, even though he's the champ. I definitely believe that. Uh, what's up, Bravis? I'm going to get to your comments in a sec, uh, Bravis. Thank you for joining, bro. Um, yeah, it's weird. It's like um, Charles is kind of viewed as a quitter. <clears throat> That's what Justin throws out there. And Dustin Poirier also alludes to that, that he's going to break, you know, um, Charles Dubronx. And I don't, I don't know. Like, I think he's a changed fighter. Like, I'm not saying that he was a quitter before, but something happened with, uh, with Charles Dubronx where he just like a switch got flipped in his head and he just became like a, like a, an elite fighter that got it all together. And, you know, in that fight against Michael Chandler, like, if he had no heart, he wouldn't have came back like that in the second round. You know, he almost got finished in the first round. He did not quit. He was trying to stay in the fight. And then he comes out in the second round, not even playing it safe. I mean, he didn't even shoot for a takedown. This dude engaged in striking. That just said so much. It was such an amazing way to win the belt. I was like, I jumped up when he knocked out Chandler. That was just like... There's no other way to say it. Like, that shit was boss. <laughs> that was a hell of a way to win the belt, like, through adversity. Loved it. Loved it. I feel like that was a big moment in MMA. You know, I'm a big Charles Dubronx fan. Mega respect to him. He's such a nice guy, too. Um, Bravest says, Kobe loses to Hamzat Chemeyev. Yeah, man. I mean... I know that's crazy to some people, but I I think Hamzat could beat Kobe. <clears throat> Bravest says Kobe loses to Vicente Luque. Uh, let me see. Kobe beats Masvidal easily. Bad stylistic matchup, and Masvidal has no confidence after the KO by Usman. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if he has no confidence yet because we haven't seen him fight. So we can't really make that assumption confidently yet. But he doesn't really strike me as the type of person that is scared to engage. He's kind of like a wild man. Um, Connor's the same way. I mean, Connor could get knocked out probably like five times in a row, and I think he's still going to come out confident and believing in himself. Um, <clears throat> but as far as uh, Kobe being a bad matchup for for Masvidal, yeah. I mean, it's it's funny because in some respects, Jorge poses, poses a lot of issues for him too. Because let me tell you, Jorge didn't do that bad as far as the takedown offense against Usman. You know, in that first fight, he stuffed quite a few takedowns. If you look at the stats, like, he stuffed a fair amount of takedowns. Um, and that was like on short notice with a crappy weight cut. And, um, I think Jorge's takedown offense is very, very underrated at this point and his wrestling. But Colby is more, he's more aggressive and active with his wrestling than Usman. 
So I think Kobe would definitely just spam takedown after takedown and just, you know, try to wear Jorge out. And I think he probably would be effective. But what's going for Masvidal is like Jorge is so dangerous and tricky. And, you know, within the first two rounds, I think you're you're very much susceptible or, or in danger of being KO'd with him. So I think I think Masvidal has the more dangerous stand-up. Um, he got those flying knees. He's not afraid to take risk, risks or chances. So, um, but stylistically, I think you probably, prob- probably have to favor Kobe. You know, I can't argue with that. Um, I may have even picked Jorge in the past. I mean, my opinion changes with that. It depends, but I can't argue with uh, Kobe being a tough matchup for him. All right, let me just scroll through some of these comments. <clears throat> Edno says, can, can Charles eat Poirier's punches? Mm, I don't think it could take too many. I think if um, Poirier lands clean several times, he definitely could hurt uh, Charles Oliveira. He definitely could knock him out and stop him. That's, that's without question. Angelo says, um, on the countdown, Oliveira said he would KO Chandler inside one round, and people were like, okay, calm down, Charles. We all know you win by sub. Yeah, man, people people definitely underestimated um Charles's stand up, but his Muay Thai and his stand up has gotten so clean and so dangerous now. Um, he's a complete fighter. He's a complete fighter. Bravest says uh, Kobe was saved by the extra slippery octagon man. It took away Usman's power and balance. Hmm. Bravest says Kobe versus Usman was in in an ice skating rink, not an octagon. That's funny. <clears throat> Angelo says Kobe slipped on a banana peel in the first fight. <laughs> Torrance says Dana White is going to be so hurt if Charles beats Dustin because that's that messes up his opportunity to give his baby boy Connor a title shot against Dustin. Um, let me see. Bravest Kobe is a bad stylistic matchup for Usman. Doesn't mean anything because uh, Kobe loses very quickly to Vicente Luque. <clears throat> Why do you think he loses to um to Luke Bravis? Just curious, man. You think it's the the stand-up's gonna make the um the big difference? Um, because Luke's very dangerous standing. He's a beast. Bravis says Kobe beats Leon Edwards easily, five round decision. Angelo says Hooker took down Dustin, just saying. Dan Hooker took down Dustin Poirier, huh? Oh yeah, he did. He did. Um, you know, to Hooker's credit, he has been working on his wrestling. Um, I'm not sure if Charles Oliveira has a uh, strong wrestling like that. I have to like rewatch a lot of his fights, but I mean, dare I say, maybe, maybe Hooker is like stronger and actually has better, you know, better double legs and singles. As crazy as that sounds, you know. But one thing about Charles, man, if he gets you down. He, um, he's very, he's a risk taker on the mat. Like he's not afraid to like just go for an arm bar, go for a triangle, go for a submission. Cause a lot of times guys have the skill and they just don't go for stuff because if you, if you, <clears throat> if you fail out of sub attempt, you're going to expend so much energy and it kind of puts you at like at a, at a disadvantage and you're vulnerable. Like you're squeezing on a freaking, um, guillotine choke. Your arms are going to just die if you don't get it. You know, same thing with other submissions. And a lot of guys don't go for them because they don't go for them unless if it's like clear cut. They feel like really, really confident they're going to get it. Like they don't work for it. Like Charles Dubron has very aggressive BJJ. Like he goes for shit and creates openings. So that's why he has like the most subs in USC, in the UFC. <clears throat> Angelo, Angelo says Andre Munez at middleweight could be a threat for Hamza on the ground. He snapped Jacare's arm. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I know him. <clears throat> Although Jacare's getting old, that BJJ mind is always going to be there for Munez to sub him. Yeah, he looked like a beast. That dude, he's pretty jacked, too, if I remember. He's pretty, like, ripped. Uh, Brandon says, no disrespect to Luke, but Michael Chiesa could have... Had a better chance to win if he fought more patiently. He was winning before that sub. <clears throat> How about Kiesa dropping fights now, huh? 
Kiesa was like on a good run. Now he's he's dropping some fights. Uh, I think Kiesa's a beast. He could turn it around again, but he got to figure something out. Bravis says, I'm not sure if John Jones could beat Cyril Gaon, but Jones beats Ngano easily. Uh, John versus Cyril Gaon. I mean, the thing with Cyril Gaon is like he's very elusive. He has great footwork. He's an incredible athlete. He's not lumbering at all. And the sentiment with uh, Ngano and Jones is like Jones would take him down and do what Stipe did, possibly worse. Um, I think if the Stipe fight went longer with Ngano, who knows what the outcome would would be? Because I do think that possibly Stipe could have wore him out again. But part of that was the result of Ngano winning, I think, was... You know, first of all, credit to Francis for improving in his wrestling, you know, um, his takedown defense. And, um, he just, be- he did become a, he did become a better fighter. So first of all, credit to Ngano first. And secondly, the result of that fight was because Stipe had poor fight IQ. You know, he was trying to slug it out and engage with, engage, engage with Francis, who is a cannon, <laughs> you know, so just bad idea. You know, you got to soften the guy up first. You got to check your ego at the door. And you can't go shot for shot with a guy like Francis. I mean, you just can't. It's super dangerous in the first couple of rounds. So as far as like Jones beating Ngano, um, yeah, there's a really big path to victory for John. If he fights smart, if he tries to trade with Francis, he's probably going to get knocked out. That's just my opinion. Um, Shogun may be trickier because he's elusive and it'll pro- probably be difficult to take down because of his great footwork and his athleticism. One second, guys. Give me one second. All right, guys. I'm back. I'm back. Um, where was I? Where was I? Oh, uh, Jones versus, uh, Gan and, uh, Ngano. Yeah. I want to see it. I want to see it. John is still bulking up. He's uh, doing his um, heavy lifting, compound lifts. He's still committed to going to heavyweight, so I'm excited for that. Bravest says, uh, Usman should have been champion years ago. He was blocked by the UFC, unlike GSP, who, fought, who got a title shot straight away. I I, I have to um, look at their paths to the title. Um, that's, I believe, accurate, you know, Um I mean, I don't know if he was like blocked and stuff like that because I don't know the inner workings, like if they didn't like Usman, but um, I think it took him like nine fights, which is pretty, pretty kind of, cr- that's kind of crazy, <laughs> you know, like, and, you know, I mean, there's like two sides to that. It's kind of like, you know, um, the same thing kind of happened with Connor. Connor, I think, had like, what, four fights before, four, before he fought for the title, something like that. And it's like, you know, it's like Hamza. Like, let's say they give Hamza a title shot immediately. You know, he's skipping guys. Like, it's definitely harder to make it to the title running through all the contenders because in, in the path to all these fights, you can get injured. It's more wear and tear. Um, it's just more taxing going through all these contenders going up the ladder. But at the same time, you're kind of improving as a fighter with experience. You know, so that's another way to look at it. Um, it's it's like a layered argument. And then as far as the guy getting the immediate title shot, it's, you know, there's layers to that too because, you know, you're not going through all the contenders working your way up. So you're not getting that improvement in fight experience. And you're just going straight away to fight the champion. And it's like if you beat the champ, you beat the champ. I mean, there's no argument. You know what I mean? Like your champ material, like even with the lack of experience and going through the contenders, <clears throat> you know, um, you defeated your skills are good enough to beat the champion of the world. So there should be no argument of like legitimacy as far as the champ. Cause Connor kind of gets crap for that, but it's like he dusted Alvarez. I mean, there's, it's just point blank. He just dusted him. And the same thing with Aldo, just took him out like in 13 seconds. I mean, you you can't deny, like, he's legitimately a world champion. He's done it multiple times now. So, but if, you, if you're asking me, like, my honest opinion, which path is harder, definitely going through contenders. No doubt about that. Jerry, uh, Bravest says Jerry's gonna kill Glover unless Glover takes him down. Tricky fight. Uh, I have to agree with that. 
I think Jiri on the feet is going to like Glover up. I think I love Glover to death. So commendable what he did. So inspirational. He defied the odds. I love that Glover showed you could be older and, you know, still be an elite, still become world champion. Don't ever give up on your dreams. You know, mo- most of the public counted Glover out a long time ago. You know, when he was, when he lost to Jones, when he was, he got knocked out by Rumble. People wrote Glover off a long time ago and he proved so many people wrong. That's why you can't say never in MMA. You can't say, oh, he'll never get to the title. He's washed up. Like, you never know. You you never know in the sport. Being older is not like a nail in the coffin either for your career, you know? <clears throat> MMA is not boxing. Like, there's so many more options to, to, you know, adapt and change as a fighter, especially if you if you lose speed and explosiveness. Like, boxing, that's not so much the case. Unless if you're like a defensive beast like Bernard Hopkins, because that's what made that's what made Hopkins such, you know, a great fighter in his later years. Was <clears throat> first of all, I'm sure genetics played a factor. Second of all, discipline and training, um, and then just having great defense. Because what Hopkins lacked in like speed and explosiveness as he's got old, as he got older was superb defense and just technical ability. So. But in MMA, there's so many avenues to like take other routes when you get older. But some guys can't adapt, you know. Um, there's guys that relied on their reflexes and explosion. And when they get older, when you don't have that anymore, you know, I think, for example, like a Rashad Evans possibly. Um, you know, I never really thought Rashad's stand up was like super technical. It just, he was like super athletic, you know, and he strayed away from his wrestling, which, which was like, you know, his main base. And, you know, when he got older, obviously your chin kind of deteriorates too, but he lost some timing and speed and he was just like, just losing. Um, who else, who else is an example that their speed, uh, helped like Chuck Liddell. Chuck Liddell never really had the greatest defense. He just kind of relied on his chin. He got older, his chin deteriorated, deteriorated. And, um, you saw it happen, just like consecutive knockouts. Luke Rockhold, another example. And it's like, and Luke has great BJJ. I mean, he's got a phenomenal grappling. If he just checked his ego out the door and just adapted his style to grapple more, he would have a lot more success. But, you know, Luke just wants to keep standing and banging with people. Angelo says, if Ngano waves his arms like a maniac, like in the Rosenstrike fight, then I see Gunn using Teeb's front kicks and pivoting with a, a hook to keep Francis away. <clears throat> yeah, I don't I don't know if Ngano's going to do that. I think that was like that one little explosive moment. Because typically, he doesn't really like strike like that, bro. Like from, from what I've seen with, with Ngano, um, Ngano throws a fair amount of low kicks. He could actually be pretty technical. He got good boxing. Um, he could be patient. So, but as far as like technique versus technique, um, it's going to be gone all day. You know, gone's just, he's just the, I, I think he's a better striker technical wise. Um, for me, Ngano has more power. So it's a really interesting fight. It's an interesting fight. Montreal Prime Robbie versus Prime GSP and continue your awesome show. Oh, thank you, brother. Thank you, man. Um, finishing my coffee here when i get off of here i'm gonna actually check out the first matrix um with my girlfriend we gotta catch up we're gonna probably watch all three because the new one's coming out on the 22nd next month so i'm pretty stoked but going back to your comment montreal um lawler versus gsp would have been pretty sweet i think it would have went similar to to uh gsp versus hendrix because I feel like Robbie has like a similar like style, like kind of a sprawling brawl style. But the thing is with Johnny is Johnny to me has better wrestling than Lawler. Um, even credential wise, there's like no arguing that. That's why he gave GSP so many problems. Um, Prime Hendricks probably would have gave Usman issues and he probably would have gave uh, Kobe big time problems as well. Cause he was, he, Hendricks was a beast. Hendricks was a freaking beast in his, in his, in his prime. And yeah, there's speculation with him with certain things like, you know, extra quote assistance. We all know what that is. But regardless, I mean, when he was at his very best, he was 
he was knocking dudes out left and right, and um, he was definitely a problem. <clears throat> but ultimately, I think GSP will win. Um, I think Robbie can knock GSP out. I think I think there's there's a possibility Robbie wins, but I will I will put my money on GSP. Um, Angelo says counter reason uh, is the man. He is, bro. Can't wait for the next Matrix and John Wick Four. Absolutely, bro. I'm a big counter Reeves fan. He's such a legend. Definitely is the man. Super cool, humble guy too. Angelo said, uh, Strickland versus Till has been rumored. Thoughts? I say Strickland gets a TKO in the third round. I'm probably going to go with um, Strickland. I'm probably going to go with Strickland. I think Strickland's like on the come up and he's improving and he is a beast to me. Darren Till's slipping. I think, I think Till's dropping, dropping the ball. Bravis says, why is GSP the GOAT? He lost so many fights. Usman just lost one. Um, I think GSP just lost two fights, man. He lost two, and he avenged those two losses. Um, he has, like, double the title defenses of um, Usman. He's reigned as champion for way longer. I think it's, like, 2,200 and something days. I posted the stats. Um, UFC stats, if you compare them, like, striking percentages... Takedown averages, all that stuff. GSP edges him out in that, you know. I put it up the other day. It was like six to two as far as like UFC stats over Usman. Um, UFC champs GSP has beaten more than Usman. He's beaten Matt Sarah, who was obviously a USB, US, UFC champ. He's beaten, um, BJ Penn, UFC champ. He's beating Matt Hughes, UFC champ. He's beating Sean Shirk, UFC champ. Like, his resume is crazy. Like, I feel like, you know, I know it's like a different era, but at the time, GSP was fighting, like, really, you know, good guys. Like, very dangerous guys, like, credential dudes. And then the way, like, GSP was winning, too. You know, he was out-wrestling decorated wrestlers, and he was out-striking dangerous, good strikers. Um... I feel like Usman has work to do. And then it's kind of like, it's kind of like, um, you know, it's tough to compare eras. You know, you know what I mean? Um, like Bravis is not saying that MMA is tougher now than it was in GSP's day. But I mean, that's true. That's true to an extent. But, um, you know, it's almost unfair to compare it in that way. Because if you flat out look at it black and white, um, who had, who has the better career? You know what I mean? Like, it's like, who's done more in their era. You could look at it that way because with the same logic, you, you got to say then GSP is an inferior fighter. So if you say like the era of today is way more, com it's better than the era of the past, GSP with the tools he had available and his training and where he was at still dominated more. So that's another way to look at it. So for me, George St. Pierre is the greatest of all time at welterweight. I mean, that goes for, I mean, black and white stats. You know, um, not to say that Usman can't surpass him. I feel like if Usman goes two or three more years dominating, he could be the greatest welterweight. Oh, and another stat that's a misconception. People think that Usman's more of a finisher. He's not. GSP has eight finishes at welterweight in the UFC, and Usman has, like, I think four now. So that's another myth. Like, people throw that around. Like, oh, Usman's more of a finisher. Like, he's knocking people out now, but overall, stopping people, GSP stopped eight. So, you know, but Kamal's the man. He's the man. Definitely. Uh, let me see, Angelo. Let's have Vittori get on a win streak. He's not going to get a title shot anytime soon. So let's have Luke Rockhold, Strickland, those uh, type of guys. He get a title shot after four wins. <clears throat> Vittori's a beast. He's a beast. I think he has a lot of potential, but I mean, I don't know. I think what's holding Vittori back is. Um, I don't know. He just needs to adapt on the feet. He's such like a he's such a lumbering tank of a guy. Like you know, I feel like the more you know fluid strikers like Adesanya types, they're just gonna 
they're going to always kind of like edge him on the feet. Not to say that he's slow, but, you know, guys with a little bit more finesse and speed and technicality are always going to give Vitoy problems. Craig says, Dagestan wrestling is taking MMA to another level. Man, there is something definitely about that Dagestani region, man. The Russian wrestlers in general are, like, phenomenal. They're just incredible. But, guys, um, it's been an hour. That's kind of like the usual live time. So I want to say thank you so much for hopping on the live, um, listening to these rants. Um, hope you guys have fun. I love doing these, like, Q&A kind of chats with, with you guys. And um, as always, I appreciate the support. And um, I, I love like reading, you, you know, you guys like opinions and stuff like that in different perspectives. It's always great to have these debates. A lot of this is opinions. Like I always say this it doesn't mean that I'm right. You know what I mean? I, I love, you know, reading your perspective as well. That's what makes these fun. But I might hop on a live later. You guys have a nice night or day wherever you're at. And uh, once again, thank you so much, guys. Later.